1: My name's Jane Yee, and each week I'll be talking to a different guest about some of their firsts. We've got comedians, politicians, musicians, actors, and more. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. This week I'm talking to musician and actor Troy Kingy. Tell me about um, the first time you came up with the 101010 10, 10 plan.
0: 101010! 10, 10, 10. 10 albums, 10 years, 10 different genres. Um, I'm up to year five. Well, it's actually year six. I I missed a year, 2018. But I'm going to make up for it. I've got two coming out this year. I I don't know. There wasn't like a day when I'm like, yeah, I am going to do this. Um, I think it was a gradual thing. Um, I was quite a late bloomer. Like I've been writing since high school, but um, didn't really do anything through my 20s because I was raising my children. And then I got a shot on a movie on Mount Zion and I kind of used that to push my actual passion, which was the music. And I felt like I had a lot of ground to cover, so putting that sort of challenge um, out there into the world just solidified it. Also, I'm a big Tarantino fan and him only wanted to do 10 films. Probably played a big part in it too, yeah.
1: Tell me about the first time you became a father.
0: Oof. It was scary, it was scary. I think i just turned 19. You know, you got your whole life ahead of you be this massive rock star. I've had that dream since, you know, since I was at high school. And then um, this kind of thing comes in and you're just like, oh, how, how am I going to, I don't know, how am I going to work through this? Um, and it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me, you know, of um, five children now. And it just gives me a different outlook that I think a lot of other Musicians that don't have children have... I had to grow up really quick, yeah.
1: What was the first thing you wanted to be?
0: I used to like drawing characters and stuff. I wasn't very good, but I, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be like this artist, and in my days off, I want to be a secret agent. I want to be James Bond. Yeah, that was it, until my stepfather, who's a policeman, um, he said... Uh, a secret agent isn't exactly what you think it is. It ain't, you know, gadgets and things like that. It's actually, pretty shit. <laughs> so, um, so that dream kind of went to the wayside.
1: What's your first memory? Uh,
0: the first memory I can remember is probably when my mum and dad were still together. Uh, when I was probably two or three, um, we had this little flat in Rotorua. Awwhata, one of those ones that are adjoining to all these other ones. Concrete brick, massive concrete brick thing. Um, And I just remember, must have been autumn because there's heaps of brown leaves everywhere and I was feeding my cat, Mr. T. I'm sure I was feeding him tomato sauce into his bowl. I could be wrong. (laughs) I don't know what happened to Mr. T. Damn.
1: I understand you've had a brush with death. Can you tell us about your first brush with death?
0: Um, yeah. So I will say this one was um, actually diving for um, my wedding, um, night diving. We, I went with a crew these guys that do a lot of night dives in a place called the Black Rocks in the Bay of Islands and at night time you know, crayfish come out to feed and we're trying to get crayfish for the wedding we ended up going into the spot that was like a, felt like we we're going under a ledge and I was like oh, I don't want to go too deep in here you know it's night time we're down 22 metres um, and it didn't feel like we went under too far and then I turned around and I saw some feelers and I was like oh chat, grab this quite nice looking crayfish and turned around to see my mates and they went theirs, so I was like, oh shit, I'll just go back up the way that I came in and I turned to go and then it was just straight wall and I was like, oh shit, Turn that way, another wall, another wall and then started panicking and then also the silt started thing, so it got really dusty. Heart started racing and I was just sitting there because um, I was a scuba dive instructor for six years so I just went back to what I used to teach my own students was stop, think, breathe and act. So I did that and it actually worked, it um, calmed me down and then I was like, okay i got shitloads of air, I'm down 22 meters, I'm allowed to be here for another I don't know how many minutes So I got that much time to get out of here. So at night, 22 meters, silty, alone, I just started feeling my way, hoping I wasn't going down another cave system. And it felt like, I don't know how long it felt like, but it was probably only a minute, not even that. And then it just gave way, and then I, it was just this big black openness, and I looked up, and I could see the full moon through this, through the, it was a real clear night, and I just remember the relief. Um, I honestly thought I was going to die in this cave the week before my wedding.
1: Did you take the cray with, though?
0: Oh, I took the cray. For sure. Okay. (laughs)
1: Just had to check. Um, What was the first big thing that you saved up for?
0: I didn't. I'm not a good saver. Well, I wasn't a good saver. And what I spent my money on wasn't very good. At the end of every week, I'd get my pay and I'd go to um, Misty's, which was like the local music store, and buy CDs. (laughs) I bought CDs um, of people I didn't even know. That's when I found Queens of the Stone Age and that's my all-time favourite band and so it was music along those lines and I remember that one year it might have been 2001 or 2002 when um, Dave Grohl drummed for Queens of the Stone Age on um, Songs for the Deaf but then he also brought out um, the Foo Fighters album One by One and he drummed on the Tenacious D album and he played guitar on the David Bowie album and he... Um, brought out that best of Nirvana thing with you know you know you're right that unreleased track, and might have been Probot as well that same year, and I was just like, how the hell can you do all of that in one year and all of it be super cool? And that's always stuck with me that I don't know that. Um, I've I've tried to strive to do that. And and so whenever I have um, pockets of time when I'm away from my family, if I'm down in Auckland for whatever, I try and fit in anything, trying to jam with anybody or going into the studio to finish stuff off or have interviews or whatever it is. My time away from my family is really precious So I try and make the most of all of it And hopefully one day someone will look back and go oh, This dude done this, 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 all in one year
1: Tell us about your first acting job
0: Mount Zion was my first acting job It was a case of who you know um, One of my good friends from Kirikiri um, His uncle was Te arupa. They're pretty much the same age But um, yeah, te Arupa who directed it Um, had the concept for a few years and he was bouncing ideas off my mate who's a massive Bob Marley fan and he was one who suggested me because his his nephew Trey is my drummer, he's been my drummer since he was 16 he's now 28 and um, we used to always jam in his um, barn at his house and he would would film it and stuff like that and he brought my name up um, as possibly being able to fit one of these characters that they were talking about and um, yeah I've said this in a few interviews but I was really shit at the audition but in the gaps between when I was being myself when because I, I, was, I was being over the top because I had done a little bit of stage stuff at school when you got to be massive and huge so the person at the back can see what you're doing so I didn't know what I was doing um, but then in the gaps I was like fuck I don't know what I'm doing bro And then I'd done that every time and that's what he said gave me the job was when I was just being myself. Yeah, that was it. Uh, I'm pretty one-dimensional now. I've pretty much got the same character through everything I've done.
1: What was your first conscious fashion decision?
0: (laughs) Um, I don't know, but I've had people coming up to me asking who, like, who dresses me who's the designer who dresses me I'm like what I wish I had a designer Um, I don't have money for clothes Um, sometimes I get given free stuff and I just wear it I'm not actually trying not to be cool or anything I'm more of a comfort dude probably my biggest um, my first fashion statement thing was wearing tongs maybe I don't know
1: (laughs) what was the first thing you got in trouble for
0: Um, I don't know, I was a pretty good boy (laughs) I don't know, I I can't even think of anything
1: What's the first thing you do when you get home?
0: Hug my kids for like half an hour Um, Yeah
1: (laughs) That's cool, I love that You've been listening to First Brought to you by the Spin-Off Podcast Network And Hexwork Productions Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you get new episodes as soon as they're released. And if you'd like to watch the video series of First, visit the Spin Off TV on YouTube. First was made with the support of New Zealand On Air.
0: Kia ora e Butler te te here, podcast manager at the Spin Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our Mahi by signing up to become a Spin Off member at thespinoff.co.nz/slash/donate.